You are now listening to the Saints Edified podcast. I'm your host, Arturo, and I want to thank you once again for tuning in. Today, we're going to start our new series called Scripture Is. And in case if you guys haven't heard the last episode where I explain this new series, I just want to just quickly and be brief on, on, on what this is about. Basically, I want to cover what the Bible is and how it's beneficial for, for us as Christians. And, um, and, and not only that, but how to explain what we believe about the Bible. So I'm going to be using a document called the, uh, the Westminster Confession of Faith, and I'll explain that in a little bit. Uh, but before, before we begin, I just want to quickly remind you guys that you guys can support the ministry by going to patreon.com slash saintsedified. Every donation helps. Uh, this is a, a listener-supported ministry, and uh, in order to, to pay for the server costs and all that, it, just, it, it helps a lot, guys. And um, so if you guys want to do that, please do so. Um, also, just please pray for me and my family especially my wife because <laughs> um while i do while i record these episodes and edit and do all that good stuff she's the one that's with the kids so um <laughs> it's a lot for her and uh you know we have two little boys and they're awesome but man they could be a handful so just pray for us as a family thankfully things are going well with the job um and all that we have a place to live and we have food and we're just thankful to very thankful to god to to do this ministry and to just do what we can for the kingdom and also for our neighbors and for our family and friends uh but please continue to pray for us and uh and i also want to say guys um that i'm supporting a reformed baptist pastor in uganda and if you guys want to know more about it visit saintsedify.com and go where it says glow and that that basically that's basically the um the ministry that we're supporting please check it out and if you and if you feel led to kind of uh help donate or, or or pray with us please just let me know and it's gonna, and I'll, I'll be very grateful. So yeah, I think that, I think that's, those are the only updates I have for you guys this time around. Um, if you guys haven't followed us on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that, please go on there and, and look for us. Just type in Saints Edified and, and we'll show up. But I think, I think that's all the updates I have for you guys. So let's go ahead and start. So we're gonna be covering a whole series on the Bible, okay? But before we actually do that, I, I just want you guys to think about something, okay? Imagine if we simply had to guess what was truly of God or what God wanted, mainly based on our feelings or inner thoughts. Okay, imagine if there is no religious book to turn to, to confirm something that you thought was of God. Just imagine if there was none of that, no, no Bible, okay? Instead, we'd have to turn to the clouds or nature or even the animal kingdom for answers of the divine. Can you imagine the odd things that people would come up with? The sad reality is that many people have done this and they, they do this every day and and they have this kind of weird strange religious direction to them where instead of turning to the bible they turn to something else and and many of them profess to be christians okay um in fact many in the past many people in the past have been led to to do horrible things because of a dream that they thought was of god or a supposed vision or a feeling you know they, they made whole religions based on their limited understanding of nature and we see this a lot in pagan religions today um, and end of the past. What's obvious is that nature and all of creation points to a creator. But how much information can, can we get from nature about our creator? And is this information enough to teach us what our creator wills or demands of us? In Christianity, this whole idea of the creator revealing himself to us is called revelation. And, uh, and it's basically what and how God reveals himself to man. Today we begin our series of Scripture Is, and this episode is called Scripture is Special Revelation. 
and we will cover mainly three things with uh, many subpoints to break it down. First, we'll cover general revelation. Second, we'll cover special revelation. And third, we're, it's, it's going to be more of a question, okay? Does special revelation continue today? Okay, so general revelation, special revelation, and does special revelation continue today? Okay, and we'll be using, of course, the Westminster Confession of Faith, chapter one, section one, okay? And in case you don't know, I explained why I'm using the Westminster Confession of Faith. And, and just so you know, from now on, I'll be referring to it as the confession. I don't, it's just a mouthful to say the whole thing, right? So, but let me summarize it quickly, just in case, on why I'm using this confession. The confession is basically a document, okay, that summarizes the Bible by topical or doctrinal chapters and sections. Uh, it's a great way to learn what the Bible teaches and also explain briefly what you believe. It's a reformed document that teaches the Trinity, salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. It covers the doctrines of sin, the fall, the church, baptism, marriage, and, and so on. It covers a whole lot. There's like 30 plus chapters in there, and, and, and it sounds like a lot, but really it's not. It's probably, it could probably fit onto, onto like a 20 or 30 page book, maybe. These, these doctrines are summarized and, and using a lot of scripture too. Um, you'll be edified if you read it and if you study it. So I, I really do encourage you guys to check it out. Look online, just type in the Westminster, not minister, the Westminster <laughs> Confession of Faith. All right. All right. So we'll read chapter one and this is going to be section one. Okay. And, and just so you know, chapter one of this chat of this document, it's on scripture. It's all about scripture. So this is section one. Although the light of nature and the works of creation and providence do so far manifest the goodness, wisdom and power of God as to leave men inexcusable, yet are not sufficient to give that knowledge of God and of his will, which is necessary unto salvation. Therefore, it pleased the Lord at sundry times and in diverse manners to reveal himself and to declare his will unto his church, and afterwards for the better preserving and propagating of the truth, and for the more sure establishment and comfort of the church against the corruption of the flesh and the malice of Satan and of the world, to commit the same holy unto writing, which make it the holy scriptures to be the most necessary. Those formal ways of God revealing his will unto his people being now ceased. Okay, now I know that it was there's a little bit of uh, old English. And I tried to make it where it's a little bit modern and I was using a modern version actually. But, um, you know, I personally, I don't like the old English, but there's a lot of good stuff that was written in old English. So I kind of have to deal with it. But you can find modern versions of the Westminster Confession of Faith online. It's a website called uh, the Westminster Standards.org or .com. There's also reformed.org. And if I, if I happen to come across a solid modern version, I'll make sure to bring it up at a, at a later episode. All right, guys, so um, I'm going to break this down into three things, okay? And I, I mentioned it earlier, uh, general revelation, special revelation, and the question of whether or not special revelation continues on a day. And it's based off that last line that I read in that, that section. The first part said this, although the light of nature and the works of creation and providence do so far manifest the goodness, wisdom, and power of God as to leave men inexcusable. And that's, that's pretty straightforward, okay? It's just basically saying that that all of creation, everything that God created points to a creator. It points to, to a creator, and not, not just any creator, but it points to someone who is good, a creator that's good, wise, and powerful. Not only that, but it's so evident that it leaves all men without excuse. And, and perhaps some of you know this passage already, but in, in Romans chapter 1, uh, verse, uh, let's go ahead, and, well, let's start at verse 18. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. 
For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and, and, and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. So you can see how the confession captures that verse in, in that very first section, right? Where, where it says that, that through creation, we can see God's goodness, wisdom, and power, and, and men have no excuse. I, I want to break down this passage a little bit more, or this section a little more, okay? So th they use a phrase that's called uh, light of nature, okay? And light of nature, it, it's a theological phrase, I guess, and, and you can look into it more if you guys want. But this is a kind of like a subcategory of general revelation, okay? So general revelation basically means that God has revealed himself to all people in a general way through creation. And there's two there's two ways that we can break this down. One is the light of nature, and secondly, it's 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 the works of creation and providence. So, so um, let's first talk about the light of nature. The light of nature simply means that we are made in the image of God, okay? And therefore, have a sense of divinity, right? We have a sense of, of divine things, right? That, that this is not all there is. There's more to us than just flesh and bone, right? The fact that we that we are moral, rational creatures with dignity and value shows us, being image bearers of God, that God is true in the most simplest way. Okay, so that's why it's so foolish to reject God when such evidence is within our very being as image bearers of God. You know, and and I, I wish I could break. I wish I had more time to break this down, guys. This could be an entire episode on how uh, God is self-evident and us being image bearers of God. And that's that, that's enough evidence and that's enough to to truly to shut up the, the non-believer there's no way that the non-believer can reason without assuming god's existence the reality of god uh, I, again i really wish i could i could spend more time on that but i'm not um maybe a, a, on a later episode i will but for now i'm just gonna leave it at that the light of nature simply means that we are made in the image of god and have this divine imprint that, that's light of nature then they go on to say that uh, the, uh, that, that even the works of creation and providence, that, that that also shows the goodness of God and all that. So basically, the natural world and everything about it demonstrates a creator, and not just any creator, but a sustainer of all things that provides all things. Okay, God created the sun, the moon, the stars, animals, nature, which all reflect him as a creator, sustainer, and provider. He, he provides things for the animals, provides things for us. And you can, you can see the kind of creator by looking at the creation, right? That's all that means. It just means that, that through looking at the creation, you can see how God is powerful so, and, and how good he is and wise to create creation the way he did. So God uses general revelation to reveal himself to all people. And, and those two subcategories that we talked about earlier, light of nature and the works of creation and providence, those, those two things sum up the doctrine of general revelation. So uh, God uses general revelation to reveal himself to all people regardless if they have a Bible. So even without a Bible, people can know these things about God. But general revelation does not tell us about what's necessary for salvation, like about Christ and his righteousness and death and his burial and resurrection. Okay, we can't look to the mountains or the sunset and think, wow, now I know about the ministry of Christ. I must repent and believe. No, usually what happens is that when we look at a mountain or sunset, we think of God's beauty and his power, right? Uh, the issue is, although nature and creation reveal God, this general revelation does not tell us about how to be saved. It doesn't necessarily tell us about God's will. This is why we need something more, something more specific that actually deals with our deeper questions about God, sin, and salvation. 
we need more information that nature and creation do not explicitly tell us. So this is when special revelation comes in. We discovered general revelation, now we will cover special revelation. And special revelation is basically scripture, the Bible. Now scripture contains the will of God and knowledge of salvation for the church. There's really no better way to explain special revelation than to point to scripture itself. So in 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17 actually, Paul writes this, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Alright, so right here it says that scripture is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness. So you can't be corrected by, or you, you can't be corrected or, or, or be trained in righteousness by looking at nature. Some people have made the mistake and they want they want to look to the they want to look to the animal kingdom for morality, right? And that's just a horrible thing to do. You know, uh, I don't think I got to explain much about that, but you can see how it's self-refuting to get morality by by looking to the animal kingdom because the animal kingdom does not have morality. You can't be trained in righteousness by looking at the animal kingdom or by looking at a mountain or the sunset or anything like that. You can only really be trained in righteousness and corrected, right, and taught from scripture. Now, someone might say, well, what makes scripture so so special? I mean, how about another religious book or how about just books in general by a psychologist or something like that? We have to look at that first part in, in that passage that we just read. All scripture is breathed out by God. Scripture is unique that it's inspired by God. It's as if God actually is speaking to us. Okay, scripture is not just any book. It's breathed out by God. He used human writers along with their their experiences, right? He used human writers and worked through them, inspired them to write exactly what he wanted. Some Christians have unfortunately stepped away from this view and and the only one to accept or believe that the red font in their in their Bibles are are God's word and everything else is just opinion. That's just flat out wrong on so many levels. And, and we'll talk more about inspiration in, in a, a later episode. But no, what makes scripture unique is that it's all inspired by God. Okay, it's all breathed out by God, right? So that's the really that that's that's really the main difference between general and special revelation. General, just think of more of a generic type of uh, revelation to to all men through creation, and special revelation is is God's written word. Um, so uh, the, the question that comes up usually at this point is whether or not God continues to reveal himself the way he did uh, in scripture, right? So in scripture, what, what, what do we see? We, we mainly see prophets hearing from God, right? And we see people having dreams like, you know, John, you know, when he wrote the book of Revelation, that was a revelation. That was like a vision that, we, that he was having. We see um, all throughout the Old Testament where God is literally talking to people audibly, like they hear his voice. And some people were, were given dreams, you know, that that were that were also used by God, you know, and, and, and as if God is speaking to people through those dreams. And a lot of those a lot of those uh, events actually were recorded in Scripture. Lately, the last thing that we had in Scripture was, uh, according to Scripture, were the apostles, right? The apostles were were sent directly from Jesus, you know, they they were commissioned by Jesus directly. And they had that special office of apostle. And that's why even a lot of uh, the majority of our New Testament was written by an apostle. And we all know it's, it's, it's the apostle uh, Paul. The question is, does that continue on? 
Um, according to this confession, it says that those former ways of God's revealing His will unto His people being now ceased. It, it, it's basically saying that that that's it, that God is not working that way anymore. And 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 for some of us who are listening, might get thrown off by that and, and may not like that at all because well, even you might have a you might know of a pastor or hopefully hopefully not your pastor may be may be uh, called an apostle or something like that, right? And sadly, there's been a lot of men in the past who've taken that title. And they don't really deserve that title. The, the office of apostleship ended. It ended with Paul. And we're, we're going to look at the scriptures in a little bit to, to explain that. But, you know, I just want to say that I, I thank God for the for the Bible. I, th I thank God so much for, for revealing himself through scripture. I think this is why Peter wrote that, that we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, right? To which, so in other words, we, we could have that certainty on what's God's will because we have God's written word. So it's a document that that has prophecy in it and prophecy fulfilled it really proves itself right in, in ways that other documents do not and and we, we can see how how jesus referred to the scriptures as well uh, he held them as high authority he used them as an authority the fact that now we have that in our hands right we can be sure that this is the will of god in later episodes we will share a little bit more about how scripture is closed now you know you cannot add on to the books anymore and the, what's funny is that a lot of christians actually believe this a lot of christians believe that you cannot add on to the bible anymore but here's my question if, if you believe that god still speaks to people the way he did with the apostles then why can't someone just simply write what they what they heard supposedly from god and add it to the bible if it's if it's the same thing really you know and and in our reality we all kind of know right we all kind of know when someone says god told me we don't really believe God audibly spoke to them. We, we think that somehow they had a, a strong sense of or a strong feeling of something and, and things just worked out for them and, and they gave God the glory for it. But it could be very, very dangerous. It could be very dangerous because there's been plenty of people in the past who abused the phrase God told me. Unfortunately, there's been many women in the past who have been manipulated into marrying someone because that person told them, hey, God told me this and they believed it and were just abused i have another a personal story of a friend who was married to a, a professing christian woman unfortunately my friend was you know he had, he had a jealousy problem and he he, you know, he had issues like all of us do and his wife didn't like that at all, at all she she was really just thrown off by it and wanted to leave him and she went ahead and told the ladies of the church and the ladies all spoke in tongues and they did their their prayer meeting thing and they all concluded that she can leave her husband and this man fought for his marriage he tried to do whatever he can to save his marriage and unfortunately he couldn't because his wife believed that god told her to divorce her husband now my question is would the holy spirit contradict himself the bible says that god is not a liar he does not contradict himself he will not say one thing and then do the opposite if, if we want to say that god contradicts himself we're calling god a liar we don't want to do that all right, so we can see the problems. I mean, and I've only named a few, right? There, there's so much that's happened in the past in church history that could back this up, but we can see how how troubling this could be when someone wants to take on that kind of role, like like like, an, like a prophet or an apostle or someone who's spiritual, where enough where God talks to them. Um, it, it leads it typically leads down a dark path, okay? And we want to avoid that. So, all right. So, how do we prove that God no longer reveals himself the way he did during the times of the apostles okay so a couple things for one paul said that he was the last apostle uh we read in first corinthians 15 you can start at verse 3 
For I deliver to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day and in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of them who are still alive, through though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, and then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. He's talking about him being the last apostle, because not only that, but he continues on. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. Paul knew that he was the last apostle. He was the final one. There was no more to come after him. There would be somewhere in scripture, if this office of apostleship would continue, somewhere in there it would have actually said said that, and it doesn't. Now, we, we have to understand that that the church recognized Paul. Um, they recognized the, the apostles and the prophets to be on the same level, okay, on the same field. I'm not saying that the church recognized them as the same thing, but they were on the same field as, as far as their role for the church okay so in ephesians chapter 2 we can start on verse 19 ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 so then you are no longer strangers and aliens but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of god built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets okay so what does foundation mean okay it's like the bottom part right if you continue on it says christ jesus himself being the cornerstone okay so he without christ it all crumbles down but the apostles and prophets are on the same field, on that same level for the church. You don't get the foundation and put it on top anymore, okay? The foundation stays on the bottom, it stays right there, stays put. So the church recognized the apostles on the same level, same field as the prophets. And that's the point I'm trying to make right now. When the Old Testament prophets wrote and the church accepted their writings as scripture from God, they did the same thing for the apostles. The question is, okay, well, are there any more prophets? Well, let, let's see what Hebrews chapter 1 says. And this is going to sound very, very sim, uh, similar to what we read in the confession. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. So before, so what the author of Hebrews is saying is that before God used prophets, right? He spoke to the fathers by prophets. And now during that time, he used his son. And that's it. There's no more prophets after the son. There's only the son and that's it. And the son commissioned the apostles. And that's how we have the, the New Testament now. And the church recognized the writings of the apostles and the prophets as scripture. That's how we have the, the Old and New Testament. We now know that God God's way of revealing himself, his will unto his people, is not the same way anymore as it was before because it's not needed anymore. Now God has provided the Bible for us, he's provided scripture for us to look to for, for correction, right? For reproof, for training in righteousness, for teaching, okay? And, we, and, we're, and we're to see this document, or this collection of documents, of books and letters, as inspired by God. I, I know that was a lot, and I apologize if it was, if it was just a little too much. But, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm limited on time. I'm, I have a little under 30 minutes to, to do this episode. But uh, hopefully that was that was beneficial. I, I was planning to play a video for you or uh, an audio for you guys, but I don't think I'll have time for that. But I, I do hope and pray that that this information was was beneficial. But and let, let me just recap really quick, because yeah, I know that was a lot. So so the confession basically says that God reveals himself through nature 
and through just being image bearers of God, right? But but that but that revelation is not enough to save us. Does it, it doesn't really give us any information about salvation. So God provided scripture, which is necessary, right? And and this took time to create, right? This took time to develop, but now today we have the scriptures, okay? And and they are necessary and they have and they contain the message of God, his will and salvation. And now now that we have the scripture, those former ways of God revealing himself to his people, it's not it's not it's not, it's not just needed anymore, but now it's ceased. He doesn't do that anymore. Okay? He did it for a time period. Now we have the Bible and we can thank him for it because we have that certainty. We got that certainty and and confidence that what we have is God's word inspired by God. All right? If you guys have any questions, feel free to email me at saintsedified at gmail.com. Visit the website, also the Facebook page. Uh, and if you guys want to talk about this episode, go, go to Facebook and type in the Roundtable Christian Discussion and Debate and and join. And, and we could talk about it on there, you know. So, all right, guys. Well, that's all I got for you guys. Um, until next time. Solid Day Gloria.